Hey, this is Clint Byers. Thanks for listening to our podcast. I had an idea to chat with people who are connected with our ministry from all around the world. And I'm calling these conversations with gospel influencers. These are people that have ministries in their countries or regions or even churches. And I thought it would be good for you guys to have an opportunity to hear from them and recognize that the gospel is the same no matter where people are. So sit back, relax, and enjoy these conversations. All right. Well, we are we are live now. And so I am here with Murray and Kathy Boyton. Boyton. I mean, Boyton. you know, we don't pronounce our T's here in uh, the South. Boyton. 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 Oh, oh, it sounds like D for you, Boyton. Yes. You guys are... You guys are in Australia, and you right. pastor Rhythm City Church, which you said you just started about a, a year ago. Yes. And somehow we got connected online. Maybe we can kind of explore how that happened. But um, where are you? First off, welcome. Thank you so much for taking time yes. to jump in here. Thank you. It's great to uh, great to be connected and uh, and to be a part of what you're doing, Clint, as well. I mean, we 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 certainly follow one. Um, uh, your blogs and and uh, you know your your live stream posts and all that. And I think we connected through the Ultimate Impact uh, group. Uh, Jim's that, group that Jim yeah. Jim has. So yeah. Okay. So, um, he has traveled been... down to Australia for years. In fact, way back in um, let me think. Well, nine eleven right before nine eleven happened. So two thousand one, I guess that would yeah. have been. Yeah, I actually hosted him. So one. Um, oh. Uh, so his first trip was, I believe it was around August, 2001, um, maybe July, 2001. So I think he'd been before that, maybe one time before that, but so you, so you hosted him that trip on the Gold Coast. Yeah, so that, that, the church that he spoke at, uh, and, and hosted. So I used to work for Kenneth Hagin Ministries and Raymond okay. Australia. Uh, and so he came to Raymond Australia in 2001, I believe it was. And, um, mm-hmm. and uh, him and Ron, I believe you're on staff at... at, um, at in fact, at so my Park. wife and I were supposed to come on that trip. That right, wow. But hey, well, 9-11 well, had just happened and okay. uh, we, my wife was pregnant with our first child, our daughter, who we oh, wow. subsequently named Sydney. <laughs> you know, we didn't get to go to Australia, so we stole one of your uh, your city names. Actually, it was, an, it was on our list, but uh, yeah. So yeah. interesting, interesting. Yeah. So uh, he, yeah. he he had a couple of conferences while uh, while on the Gold Coast, and so we were, we were part of that church that he had one of those conferences yeah. at, and um, and I got to basically chaperone Ron Marquette around for the whole week yep. while um, while uh, they were both there. Uh, and she then the head of the distribution. Yeah. So all of, um, Kenneth Hagen right. materials, I was the distribution manager for all of that. And so we then oh, okay. on Jim's material as well. So, yeah, so 2000, 2001 is sort of when I, um, sort of got acquainted with uh, a lot of Jim's materials mm-hmm. and, uh, and prior to that read grace of powder change. And that was primarily all of my Christian beliefs. So I haven't had to unlearn. Wow. Uh, Me too. <laughs> it's rare. But yeah, now we pass a, yeah, we, we pass the Rhythm Church, which is also on the east coast of Australia. So um, it's about an hour north of Brisbane. So, or, or as Americans would say, Brisbane. Um, Brisbane. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, so it's been going for just on 12 months. Yeah. Interesting journey so far. So what compelled you to start a church? Um, ironically, I mean, yeah, I mean, most of my Christian life, I've sort of thought, oh, you know, this would be a great place for us. This, this city would be a great place for a church or would drive through somewhere and saying, yeah, this would be a great place for a church. We should start a church here, Kath. Our whole, our whole married life, he was, (laughs) every time we'd go past a, 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 a town, he'd go, this would be a great place for a church. And I'm like, seriously. Spoken like a true pastor. Yeah. yeah. So how long how long have you guys been married? Uh, Coming up to twenty years. Twenty three years. Oh wow, that's so, so we, funny. Same with my wife Sarah and I. Yeah. So January. we met and got married in six months. Um, I did the Bible Bible College uh, fupa, and you weren't meant to get married in Bible College, but um, I broke the rule, or we broke the rule, we and um, Kathy had already graduated Bible College, and um, and I was two years behind her, so to speak. 
So yeah, so that was, it's been fun. We've lived in China. We've done uh, missionary work in China. We've taught in India and, and various other places around and, and been to the States a few times, okay. um, mainly to uh, the Bible okay. Belt of Tulsa. Uh, and, and well, yeah, being being a Rama person, of course, you'd have to go to Tulsa. Yeah, well, that's the that's the mecca, isn't it? <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, it's. I mean, ministries ministries our passion and our calling, and and uh, I've uh, I went through in 2010. I started a business degree and and did my business degree, which had a focus of business as mission. So, what's that look like of actually starting? Um, like and so there's a bit of a movement now of business as mission so um, yeah and so that whole vein so now i run a mobile coffee van so i'm out and about in the mornings uh in terms of uh our immediate community and so we support chaplaincy and local chaplains and all of that sort of stuff through the coffee van uh, it helps us be a, a community touch point uh, as a church and um and you as a minister as well yeah and, and sort of you know i get to pray for people in the, in the local community with great. coffee cup you know with so. the coffee cup yeah i mean jesus and java you know it's it's just oh, kind of meant well, to be you know Absolutely. <laughs> so what's what's the name of your business what's the name of your truck uh so the truck is branded as grounds for good so it's grounds uh, for it's good it's branded that way my business name is compels because love compels us to go into the marketplace to mm. actually, um, you know, love on people. So yeah. that's awesome. He, he, that's not his only business. He has another business. Called so yeah, <laughs> I, I run a web, I run a web design business as well. So oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. He's so, a bit of an really. He, he's always thinking of uh, uh, thinking up things, and I'm I, I'm I'm his grounder. I, I kind of keep him grounded. <laughs> he's the creative constantly they run yeah it's interesting we have we have a lot of things in common because uh so my wife and i we started a graphic design business right when we got married actually right before we got married and you know one of the we were early adopters to building websites there was an old application out there called net objects fusion you probably remember that from way back then yep and since then my goodness i've used so many and of course i never learned to code it was all no. graphics based. And so I had to use content management systems and, yep. you know, there's so much better now. Uh, yeah. I thought WordPress was the greatest thing ever until I found Squarespace, which is what I use now. And yep. WordPress is great, but for what we do, yes. uh, Squarespace works really, really good. And so I yeah. still actually handle all of the graphic design and web and, yeah. uh, you know, our executive pastor, Adam does a lot of the back end with, the mail outs and thing, you know, our MailChimp and things like that. But it's a hobby. So I understand the entrepreneurial disease of wanting to do a bunch of different things because, you know, for fun, I will get on the church website and my personal website and just move things around and play around and have fun and just make new graphics. You know, it's like, I just enjoy it. He sits yeah. there and tinkers with yeah. logos yeah. for yeah. hours. It's oh crazy. yeah! I'm like, what are you? Yeah. <laughs> I, I understand. Maybe it's a little bit of geek in all of us. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, but it me, but well, you know, but and it feels like you're working on your dream type thing. You know, it feels yeah. like to me that's what it feels like. It feels like I'm improving the customer yeah. experience. Yeah. I'm making things easier to access for people that are coming to listen. And of course you're paying attention to the analytics and, you know, yeah. it's just fun. I mean, it, it is the back end of ministry that, uh, you know, people just don't see, but, but I enjoy that yeah. part too. Yeah. Well, ironically in 2015, when our, when our journey sort of, um, you know, we went through a bit of a, um, change of seasons with our, vote, ministry, you know, with our ministry yeah. role, I actually landed a job working at Apple. And, um, oh, wow. and so, but it was interesting, just their whole journey of, you know, I had four or so interviews and not one of them was all about my technical ability, but it was all about our relational ability. And, interesting. Um, and so, yeah, so that was quite interesting because I'd sort of spent, you know, 15 years, uh, trying to bring empathy into a company when, you know, in a ministry. into a ministry and, mm. uh, it was, you know, and a grace centered approach. Yeah, I I go and work for a technology company that was empathy and and grace approached. In well, and the- they have evangelists. I understand, like in their oh, company, yeah, they well, have yeah. Apple evangelists. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, I mean, their terminology is, you know, it's, it's interesting. I won't say it's cultish, but it's interesting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I mean, it's, um, it, it, it really highlighted to me the fact that, you know what, people, um, it's okay to treat people with kindness. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I have found in the course of, you know, a variety of different um, ministry experiences, yeah. uh, you know, religion can be mean, it can be harsh and it can be uh, rigid and yet, you know, the world in some ways is actually treating people kinder than the church does. And um, yeah. I have found that in the past. Yeah. And it's like, you know what, let's actually, let's, let's, let's change that. Let's change that. I agree. Amen. So maybe, maybe kind of a, you know, I don't have any agenda for these conversations, but that kind of sets up a good point, which by the way, before I'll hold my thought there, I'm just, I'm just going to jump over into Facebook real quick and uh, see if there's any questions or because I'm going to encourage questions or comments for some of the folks that are watching there. Uh, let's see. You know, so we have a couple people watching. Abby from Chicago is watching. She's She's got a ministry to Poland. You, If you're in Ultimate Impact, you're familiar with her. Yeah. Hi, Abby. <laughs> And you mentioned Ron earlier. Ron is in this group as well. He he may be yep. watching. I think he watches sometimes. Are you still connected with him? Uh, I think we're Facebook friends. Yeah. So yeah. that's about it. Yeah. I think we touched it. Um, he does out. some ministry work down in, in Florida, down in the beach. You know, he's yeah. suffering I'm, for I'm Jesus well. down in Fort Walton. Beautiful <laughs> yeah. area. So I, I mean, where we're located is literally only eight minutes to, you know, beautiful beaches as well. So it's, uh, it's tough. The Sunshine Coast wow. is one most beautiful places on earth, I think, apparently. Well, so I hear, I hear uh, my wife calling to take a trip on a vacation down there and come you're visit welcome. you. are welcome. Hey, when our government decides to open up its borders, you're more than welcome to come. Yes, absolutely. And seriously, let's talk about that. But so, all right, so the Apple thing, and sometimes people in the world are more kind than the church. And I think yeah. it's just, it's legalism. It's, it's control. And, you know, I've seen some pastors who sincerely believe that the fruit in their people's lives or the sin in their people's lives will reflect upon them on the day of judgment. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. And, it, and they really don't understand that Jesus already took that judgment. And when it says that we're judged more than the, the average person, not that we're above average, but you know, leaders are judged, teachers are judged more. It's talking about by other people. It's not right. talking about by God. So right. from your perspective and you know, you guys are a year in on, in your church course, you said you had some health issues with Kathy and we're praying for you. And um, then of course COVID happens and you know, forever that will be people's story. And then COVID happened, you know? yeah. <laughs> but as you were transitioning into that lead pastoral role. And as you said, you've been in ministry for, for years now going into a leadership, a senior leadership role. I'm sure that you're carrying in certain philosophies and you probably had lots of conversations with your team about how you want the, the environment and the structure and the culture of your church to be. And, sure. you know, for instance, on our end, and you'd be familiar with this reading Jim's book, the gospel or, uh, leadership that builds people volume one, yeah. We don't want to build an organization. You know, we, we don't want to use people to build an organization. We want to use an organization to build people. Yeah. And grace-based leadership sets people free and it sets people free to take personal responsibility because when you really truly understand what grace is, you will take more responsibility over the fruit that you should be producing than under a legalistic message because it's a true desire rather than an obligation. Yeah. So having said that, you know, what is, what is it that you're, you know, what's your leadership style? What are some of the principles that you brought into your leadership and what you're teaching your team and how you want to operate and what works, what doesn't work? Let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, our church is called Rhythm Church. And so the basis of that scripture, which I got sort of eight years ago, uh, was um, when, God, when God spoke to you, when God spoke to me about moving to the Sunshine Coast to start a church, uh, we Little did we realize what we, what we were about to go through. And that was all around ministry burnout. Uh, we got burnt out in ministry, doing the programs, doing all of the, the pace of ministry. 
uh, and I was actually teaching for a Bible college in India, and it was right in around that time that uh, Hillsong Oceans song had come out. Ah, yeah. And, um, and I was I was literally pillow on the head on the pillow. And Matthew eleven twenty eight in the Message translation says, you know, are you tired, burnt out, worn out on religion? Walk with me, work with me, sure you and I'll show rest. you the unforced rhythms of grace. Oh, yeah, unforced rhythm. And uh, and it was based on that is where we actually said, okay. Yeah, rhythm church is what their church was going to be, mm. and um, but we had to spend some quite a bit of time actually getting Kathy onto the same page, and her um because I mean her ministry. <laughs> you said that with such a straight face. I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> she laughed, but you didn't. So. Because I've had to deal with it for so long. <laughs> He's a very patient man. <laughs> so you weren't you weren't on the same page then. Um, it, it, it's interesting. Ministry has always been a part of my life and I've always known that ministry has been my, my bend. I, I actually, when we were, when, when we got married, I knew that missions and pastoring would be a part of our, our life. And yet Murray was the one who said, I'm never going to go on a mission field. Never say I'm never. never. I'm never going to do that. And yet we lived in China. We, we've, we've ministered in, in India. We've, hmm. we've, done the, we've done missions. And so um, when, when this came up, um, there was a lot of um, processing that I needed to do. Right. And when... Um, the the possibility of us moving here came uh, um i had a lot of grief that came um in my family and mm. and so i had to process the grief in in my own way and and so god had to give me space and murray had to give me space and he was he was very gracious and and had to give me the the space to be able to process the grief i mean i had i had my my sister my mum and my brother all die in one year mm, in sorry. this whole time when murray was saying we need to start a church and i'm mm. like going you can start a church but i'm yeah I'm, i understand i'm in yeah. this process thank you i yeah. can't deal with anything else and and i needed to I needed to hear from God myself. I didn't, I couldn't have just Murray say, we need to start a church, even though he's the head of the house. He's, he, I needed God to be, be my, be my source of, of leadership and, and say, you need to start a church mm -hmm. and you need to call it rhythm. And so God had to take me on a journey to, um, to a scripture in Kings, actually, where it talks about rhythm, uh, he, that he wants us centrally devoted to him, walking in the rhythm that he has destined for us. Mm. And, so, um, and so when, when God spoke to me about that, it was like it dropped into me and I went, okay. Wow. I'm how ready. gracious of him and how, how, how kind, but then wise of him to, to blend your hearts together in the same mission and vision from two different perspectives where you Absolutely. are. That's a beautiful picture. Absolutely. And so that, that scripture is a, is a prayer that, that was prayed. Um, and it, and it talks about God never walking out, never wow. leaving us behind and keeping us centrally mm. devoted to him. And, and that was where I needed to hear him. I needed to know that he would never walk out on us. And I needed to know and trust that he would, he would be our supplier yeah. because that's what we need to know when we're planting a church, isn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> Hell yeah. More then than ever. <laughs> <laughs> people think people think that people in the ministry kind of have it all together and have a lot of stuff worked out and, and you do it in a lot of ways but it's like you're still on the same faith journey you're still working this stuff out you know you're just willing to do it in front of other people <laughs> yeah and be more vulnerable right so right um, so 
so now that we'd sort of gotten this whole name together, it was really the premises of our leadership. It was the premises of how we uh, were to bring grace into people's world. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, we'd sort of brought this whole rhythm um, story, if you want to call it that, uh, into um, helping people discover their God-intended rhythm. Um, mm. as opposed to, you know, building people up to pursue our rhythm um, that God would have for us. So it. it gets back to that leadership uh, uh, sort of philosophy of, you know, what can we do to help you find out what God has for your life and then do what we can to actually serve you so to good. help fulfill that. And yeah, um, one, of, one of our core values for our church is get your own vision. Right. I don't want right. people to show up and catch my vision. I want them to yeah. get their own vision. And if, if, yeah. if it's along the same path, then let's work together, you know? Right. That's right. And it's been interesting because, um, you know, even in the 12 months uh, that we've been going as a church, uh, you know, we, follow, we followed a model loosely out of um, Chris Hodges' church of Church of the Highlands, you know, that whole church yep. plant model a little bit. Yep. And it was loose. Um, but what we found even in, in that was, and, you know, there's a lot of great stuff in that model. Uh, again, it was very um, Sunday's the hero day, um, uh-huh. and whereas you know what, every day is a hero day in God's eyes. You know, yeah, and, amen. And the door doesn't close on Sundays; it's open on Mondays as well. And I think even Kanye West has got a song closed <laughs> on Sunday, right? So, well, um, well, that's a, that's a Chick Fil A reference. Are you familiar with Chick Fil A? <laughs> yeah, I understand. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but it's uh, but it's this journey of you know what we have found is that we're dealing with a lot and being a new church plant, you probably would have found this yourself in the early days of your plant. Um, a lot of people are coming to kick the tires to find out if it's their being, um, they may have been offended from another church and they're looking for a place where they can land and all of that sort Mm -hmm. of stuff. But we're dealing with a lot of hospital patients at the moment in terms of a lot of people, whether it's relationships, whether there's some mental health issues going on, uh, and so when you say, Hey, what's the plan that God has for you? You know, let us help you fulfill that. Um, they're flat out breathing in some cases, let alone right. working out what their future looks like. Um, and so, so our job, um, we've, we've realized has been to actually assist them to, to breathe and to realize that, that, that God adores them. Um, yes. That, that they're uh, to build them up in their identity in Christ right. um, and rather than focus on what they are called to focus on, on the, the Christ factor in them and yeah. draw out the gold yeah. that, love it. that, that God has put yeah. within them. I mean, so, ironically, we probably have never used that scripture at a Colossians more than we have in the last 12 months, you know, Christ in them, the hope of glory. Yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. Because that is their strength. They have to lean into that strength they that Christ is their hope, you know, mm-hmm. not, not us as their savior, Christ is their savior. Yeah. That one and Ephesians three <clears throat> about yeah. being rooted and grounded in his, in his yes. love that you would know, you know, so that you'd let Christ dwell in your heart and ultimately yep. bring you to a place of wholeness, which the model there is God's love will bring healing and wholeness to you. And when you find yeah. that place of wholeness, knowing that you're complete in him, then yeah. you can step out into that thing from a completed identity rather than trying to fulfill your identity through what you do, you know? And that's and that I, performance, I, isn't it? It's interesting. Say, I'm sorry, say that again. And so that's that performance mentality is that right. you know, the more I do, the more I'm approved. Yes. It's interesting that um, even in the journey that we've, we've had is that people have been um observing our walk and the way Mm. we treat each other and the way that we respond to god and our our faith walk and and it's it's almost like they they are catching what we Mm. how we are and mm-hmm. and that's the big uh, the biggest thing that we i've found is that you know in the journey of my because when i woke up from my operation i couldn't walk or um or move so wow. i spent six weeks learning to walk again just as we as we pioneered it, the church it was just uh like god knew that that was going to happen but but who who on earth would have known that that was going to happen. Right. And, and so, you know, but I'm very thankful for your meditations. Uh, Clint, mm. 
down we we bought them and we and I stuck them in my ears <laughs> and, and, you know, in the hospitals they were they were wonderful and wow and, praise and god thankful for those but um but you know they one of the things that came out from that was that um the they that we were able to see that our team was able to see how real we were yeah. in our faith mm. in god and that's you know we're not um, we're not like high we're not ministers that are high and mighty and are, are mm -hmm. untouchable. Yeah. We're actually real ministers that love Jesus and walk the walk and talk the talk. And yeah. and so that that was that's that was what really um, shook them. That's what was evident in a lot of their life is is just our everyday walk. And yeah. I think, you know, having the coffee van, we've always been pretty down-to-earth kind of people as well. Mm. Uh, you know, <laughs> there are obviously others out there that want to put on a facade of protection and don't come near me. And, you know, they've got 15 people surrounding them as bodyguards and all that. And it's like, I never saw that in Jesus. And it was only the religious that actually wanted to hinder people from coming to Jesus. Uh, you know, and we used to be children's pastors. So we understand the whole thing of, um, you know, don't stop the children from coming to Christ. So mm. why should we actually stop people being approachable to us in that kind of mindset so um yeah but yeah it's been it's been it's been fun uh we've seen god do some incredible things in all through that journey uh in the first 12 months i mean we're about to embark on by the looks what looks like and we're net we're kind of announcing it to our church on sunday but we, it looks like we're moving into a whole brand new facility that currently is being oh, great. built. The walls are actually going up um, today. Oh, and, great. Uh, and what that's going to look like is that um, we're opening a cafe. So it'll actually be a, a you know, Monday to Friday sort of cafe. Great. Uh, and then the church can use that facility then on Sunday. So Oh, great. Out, so. so will you be able to build it out where you can have ministry for your kids and all that kind of stuff? Um, eventually it's, I mean, we're out it's only steps at a time sort of thing, you know, yeah. so it's, um, and, uh, you know, we're, we're by no means, obviously COVID has, you know, I didn't choose the, the type of group that we've got, but I wouldn't change it, you know, in terms of, <laughs> right. Of I understand. That we've got. So thankful. Um, and we're reaching a number of people who are on all sorts of spectrums mm. in terms of autism and, you know, mm. some of those sorts of, um, disadvantages. And so what we're actually starting is a whole new charity, which will, which will help reach those that um, maybe are struggling to actually find employment. Uh, and so we'll provide meaningful employment for that specific group of people. Uh, and so, and what we've also found is that people on the spectrum generally struggle with the modern day church format, you know, right. so the flashing lights and the loud music and the dark rooms and all of those sorts of things. Uh, so we're actually flipping, I guess, that whole mindset of what ministry on Sunday looks like. That's great. Uh, and Very practical. Uh, yeah, it's bet the farm kind of stuff that we're doing, but um, <laughs> you, know, we've seen God, uh, you know, we've seen God come through time and time again to know that he's not faithful, you know, to know that he's yeah. not, not faithful. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Uh, and we've had that experience as well in our church in terms of provision. You know, we've never had any financial struggles. We've, of course, we've managed our finances very well. We've been very good stewards and yeah, we've seen lots of generosity. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we've, we've, one thing that we've learned, we and our, me and my, our staff have learned is that there's no, really no reason to ever worry about finances and provision in this church because we've just seen too much. We've seen too much yeah, to start worrying right. now. Now we have some goals. Like one thing we're doing right now is we're trying to save up for our, our own building. We rent about a 6,000 square foot facility right now. Okay. And you know, we, we can fit, but it limits community. Yes. You know, it, it limits what we can do throughout the week in terms of, uh, you know, people coming and, and hanging out and, meals afterward we don't have a kitchen you know and that's one of the things that we have found in in the midst yeah. of um the covid thing we, we've always been very community oriented yeah. but one thing that we're seeing is once once we did open the doors back up which i guess we closed about four or six weeks when we opened up uh 
people just were so happy to see each other. And I think a lot of people kind of recaptured the mindset of, oh yeah, this is, this is my community. This is my family. And, and we have great people and it wasn't that they lost it, but it was just, you could just see that, that experience re-energized. And so we're believing for our own standalone facility with a little bit of property. So just yeah. so we can facilitate community for our people and then also the surrounding, you know, town as well. Yeah, yeah. and um, and it's it's essential. It's an essential service. Church is an essential service in our community. Absolutely. And, um, you know, you're not going to get any arguments from me uh, <laughs> that negate that. But, uh, you know, our narrative around us would want to disagree with that. Right, right, right. So do you both teach? What, what kind of capacities do you serve in? Uh, so, yeah, I usually teach Sunday mornings. Um, Kathy has taught. Um, what we're navigating with Kathy is that um, is the, because of her diagnosis of coming through her health challenges, that mm -hmm. uh, long time, you know, concentrated energy can actually be very exhausting for her. Mm -hmm. um, and so, currently, yeah, but I mean, we, Current, we normally do right. teaching. <laughs> <laughs> During COVID, we were doing, um, you know, like most churches, we were forced to go online. Um, and so, you know, we, we, did tag team. we did a lot of tag team stuff in that environment. Kathy uh, loves to worship. She's yeah. a worshiper. Um, she's a teacher. She loves to teach yeah. as well. So, yeah, we sort of, both, when, when, when needed, we can yeah. do what we can talk. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm, I'm always curious what, what it's like to start churches in, in other areas. I'm assuming you're just free to go out and register and pick a building and start having your services. I mean, what, what's the process like in Australia? Um, relatively straightforward. I mean, it's, it's complicated, but it's straightforward if you just do what is needed. So we're registered. Um, well, in America, you have the 501C. We're a registered charity equivalent here in Australia. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, we're a, we're a limited company per se, so which has got charity status. Um, we've got a ministry oversight. Um, so when we left our, our faith movement per se, God had really given me an instruction of, um, you know, finding a movement that would help bring the support nature. Uh, and so we had to, in essence, go through all of our ministry credentialing again. Um, but we were okay with all of that. Our ministry support team has been awesome. Um, so we're affiliated with the Assemblies of God, which is, you know, in Australia, it's called Australian Christian Churches. Uh, and, um, and our oversight of that, we've got a, a, a legal board, but then we've also got a leadership team within our local church. Yeah. So, okay. you know, next Friday, we've got our legal board meeting, which we have um, a few times a year. Uh, and, um, and in terms of that, it's yeah. relatively straightforward. We were meeting in a school. The school was gracious enough to give us a, uh, a rent-free environment. Um, so that was awesome. Um, but going back to the COVID and, uh, you know, we, we, we've got permission to go back, but we just feel that's not our season right now. Mm -hmm. uh, just the restrictions in terms of um, you have to fully sanitize the entire place uh, before and after and uh, should someone go on somewhere out. Like it's huge. Oh, it's yeah. And we're only a small community. We probably average around 30 or so people. Um, and, uh, you know, but what we're finding works quite well at the moment is just a house church environment, you know, so we're sort of going back to, um, yeah, it's, we still obviously are mindful with all of the governmental requirements of COVID. Um, and, uh, but at that same, you know, we could have a really full house on Sunday cause it's our birthday. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, you know, and that's how, that's how we started as well in our home and people loved it. And we only went and got a building cause we couldn't fit in our home anymore, but I love yeah. that, that feel and that model, you know? Yeah. So let me, so a question kind of came to my mind in terms of what do you feel like God is saying to you right now? And, and if somebody were to ask me that question, you know, I would say sometimes I feel like I have a, an X, like a, an independent message from God where he speaks to me and then it informs my decisions and messages. But, you know, I've learned after doing this for so many years now to pay attention to my weekly conversation with the Lord, the messages that come out, the scriptures that, that are on my heart and, and how they formulate into a, a sermon 
and then how they build upon each other, you know, I can look back and, and say, well, that's what God is saying. <laughs> you know, it's like, and it's, it's more noticing and retro retrospective, I guess, rather than saying, okay, God is sending me in this direction. Now, but yeah, right. there are certain things like right now, we feel like as a church, we want to influence our community. And so yeah. we're looking at planning <clears throat> some outdoor events, outdoor worship events, and maybe some prayer walks also, which we've not really done a lot of that, you know, for no particular reason. But so let me put that to you in terms of maybe for your personal lives or for your church or the body of Christ at large, you know, if you yeah. want to speak to any of those, what's on your heart right now for the church? Um, well, we're right in the middle of a series. Uh, we're pausing for this Sunday, but uh, the series that we're talking about is literally that um, uh, the parable out of Luke 8, uh, the parable of the sower and, and the seed. And, yep. um, and last week's message was really along the lines of that hard ground, that hard pathway and how we consistently are reinforcing old belief systems. Um, and, uh, and, you know, that is something that I believe needs to be uprooted, um, is that old belief system that people have, whether it's towards God, whether it's towards themselves, um, and it's just their, their, their worldview in some ways, um, and, you know, probably needs an update <laughs> in terms of, um, uh, you know, the fact that God's unconditional love for them. Uh, will will break rock. It will break that hard ground. Mm -hmm. It will actually uproot some of the challenges that they may have. Um, it's interesting you talk about you know you know you now just going into the community for some of those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. We started our church that way, so we was we were pre-launching uh, with community barbecues, and ironically, we've actually got quite a strong face painting ministry. Um, <laughs> Awesome. And, uh, and so, you know, we've done a variety of different community um, events where Rhythm Church is represented as face painters. And, That's cool. Um, and so, so you, you bring know, the coffee and the face painting. Yeah, basically. So the coffee van's there and the, um, and, you know, the children's workers are, are there doing face painting and all that sort of stuff. Wow. So we've done, we have done community um, barbecue giveaways and all of those sort of, you know, free barbecues in the, in the park and all that. Um, We've received, uh, just in our first 12 months, we've received a large, big commercial freezer, which is being filled with frozen meals to give out into our local community uh, for those that are in need. Mm. So quite a strong community bend, uh, and um, which probably indicates the fact that, you know, we've got to reach people who, through either their own personal choice or just through circumstances, um, have disconnected with society. Uh, and we know that any coal that's separated from the file eventually go out and it's like, no, actually come together. Let's actually bring community here. Not because, um, of anything else, but to say, we love you, you know, God's love loves you, you know, unconditionally. And that's right. kind of our, end, I guess. <clears throat> yeah, that's great. Yeah. It's kind that's of a brilliant fun. idea to have a, <clears throat> my mind is the wheels are spinning in my own mind now, but in terms of something that you have <clears throat> that can serve the community. That's not just religious based that, right. uh, you know, that's practical that your church can roll out there. And then now people, so people call you when they want those particular services in their events. Yeah. And, um, and I mean, I'm not, uh, you know, and I, I've, I've grown <laughs> Uh, a lot of my Christian walk has been in that strong, um, you know, door knock evangelism kind of uh, environment or, you know, the, the high risk, low grace world. Uh, whereas, yeah. you know, let's actually bring a, a high grace, low risk world, which people feel that they can be a part of. Um, but at the, at the same time, Matthew 5 says, let your light shine. So, you know, my coffee van does that every single day. You know, I got to pray for a lady who uh, just a few weeks ago, um, She's a dog groomer, so she you know looks after dog cutting and all that sort of stuff. And she had to actually put her own dog down. She was a small business owner. She works by herself, and it's like, hey, you know, let's pray for you. Let's give you a hug. Um, she knows, and he, hey, coffee's on me today. You know, just because you, you are loved. You don't have to do this alone. You know, and and so that sort of experience happens to me every single day because a they know that I do a good coffee, but it's they also know that I've got that chaplain kind of pastor kind of role in the business yeah. community. Well, so with your vision being, 
build people up in their identity in Christ, help them engage the love of God for themselves, which helps them actually believe the truth about who they are in Christ. Right. Then you're helping them find their own rhythm and walk with the Lord rather than catching your vision. Right. So tell me some stories, you know, tell me some of the fruit that you've seen. What's some of the, you know, reflection that you've seen in people's lives as a result of getting behind them and supporting them and loving them along that path. And, and, you know, what, what are you seeing so far? I think, um, I mean, I know, uh, like with, with our leaders, they Mm -hmm. have, um, been just, absolutely encouraged um one of one of our leaders our um has come here um was like moved here to look after her her mum and um and and god led her to join our church even though we're a long way away and she has to drive past a lot of good churches to to get to us um, from her home. Um, God really brought her to us and she has just been so encouraged to, um, to come and and sit under us and and just be be who she is and we've been able to just allow her to to heal allow her to uh recover in herself and allow her to to blossom and so she's got a a very prophetic um like ministry and we've allowed that um to to come out in her and 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 it has encouraged her and whereas other other ministries have actually squashed it it, we've actually brought it out and 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 mind it and Mm. allowed allowed god to speak through her Mm. and 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 she's she's brought some amazing encouragement uh to the to the church and and whereas she she hadn't Mm hadn't had that so that was that's one of that's one of my um i think um, other fruits obviously you know people different people i mean the sunshine coast is one of those sort of places um uh, you're not considered a local until you've been here 10 years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, a lot of migrants from other cities, yeah. states, uh, might gotcha. move to, it's a high retirement kind of um, destination. And so a lot of retirees move to the Sunshine Coast. But that said, because of the growth in yeah. our, you know, the corner of our state, uh, you know, it's only an hour to the capital city of Brisbane. And so a lot of people are moving into um, Sunshine, into Caloundra area where we are. Uh, and taking that drive to Brisbane for work-related reasons. So, yeah. um, and so, you know, there's a high migration coming to high population growth. I think in terms of the fruit, um, we're still tending the soil. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, there's, we've got people that uh, we, we see the mine and mine the gold in them. Uh, we know that, hey, yeah. they've just got to see it for themselves and then right. all of a sudden... <clears throat> Like the bamboo that surfaces above the ground. Yeah. Um, and it's restoring a lot of brokenness that yeah. has happened in past yeah. experiences. Um, and so, you know, I think it's like the little seedlings in the, in the greenhouse <laughs> at the moment. Yeah. Um, they're growing. It's, we know they're growing. Yeah. And it, it's such a, it's such a common thing, you know, that we, and we've experienced that quite a bit ourselves in terms of it takes a while. Yeah, but when it happens, oh my goodness, you can't take it away. You know, one one yeah. thing, and, and you probably will run into this as well, um, because you're not trying to program people to death. You're not trying to capture them in the web by serving. Oh you're not trying to get them to catch your vision. And so yeah. the freedom that you're extending people can be misinterpreted as a lack yeah. of activity. And a lot yeah. of times, yeah. And it's so. So be encouraged. You're, you're on the right track. You may not even recognize, it took me a while to recognize that because sometimes yeah. I would feel like, well, maybe we should be doing this or that. And it's like, yeah. no, we're extending freedom. We're extending freedom and allowing the, the seeds to bear fruit on their own, being diligent yeah. to do the parts that God has put on our heart. But I'll say this too. A lot of times people come and they don't know it and you don't even recognize it in the beginning, but they're wanting you to control them because that's all they've ever known. I was, that is uh, so true. 
that's all they've ever known in their former church experiences. They've been told what to do and how to serve and the box to climb into and the language to speak. And, and it takes a while for people to really find their own rhythm. You know, I really like that word. I'm, I'm catching your vision, man. (laughs) Yeah. And it's quite funny that you did say that because I said to Kathy a few months ago, I said, I reckon we'd probably grow more if we control people more. (laughs) No, I'm telling you, it's true. If you have a very structured plan of discipleship and a very structured path to service and a very structured everything where everybody's like, oh, I'll do that and I'll do that and I'll do that. And and they don't ever have to think for themselves or figure out how to hear the Holy Spirit for themselves. Yeah, you can grow a massive church that way. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly right. we've We've had, you know, people leave because we weren't, we weren't trying to control people. Yeah, no, we were trying to make people be holy and and be and 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 live right. And, yeah, and right. we're like, that's not our job. That's that's God's job to do Amen. that. Our job is to give them the word and to give them the the point them to Jesus. Point them to Jesus. That's right. it, our jo- That's that's our job. Let me just tell yeah. you that will bring you a lot of peace in the long run in the ministry. Yeah. And, um, and navigating, you know, the, one of the biggest, sorry, our birds going off in the background. There. I hear you back there. What? <laughs> it's just a little budgie that our 10 year old daughter wanted for Christmas. And uh, budgie, so you said budgie, <laughs> a budge yeah. regard. Yeah. <laughs> a, a budgie, okay. a budge regard. Yeah. Um, okay. I've never heard of that. Yeah. So it's been interesting. Um, my daughter's just woken up. So this is Samara. Yeah. So it, yeah. Just woken up. It's, just after 7 a.m. there in Australia, yeah. recording this. Yeah. So, um, what's her, what's her name? Uh, Samara, S A M A R A. Hello, Samara. How are you? Yeah, this is Pastor Clint. He lives in America. And she's all things American. <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, so what's your, fa- what's your favorite state? Where would you want to go if you came here? Where would you like to go? Hawaii is yeah, a state. Hawaii yeah. is a state of Okay, well, you know, everybody in this country wants to go to Hawaii too. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm on the complete like, opposite end. <laughs> I mean, we practice. Also, LA, because lots of YouTubers live in LA. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's all about YouTube. What can I say? <laughs> Anyway, I cut you off like three times. You were you were going to say right. something there, Murray. It's been interesting. One of the biggest challenges I've had in our journey is managing me, mm. right? Managing my own expectations, right? And uh, and you know, I've come to peace at the terms of that now. Is that um, you know, I was it was doing my head in really in the early stages of our church. Of I would have thought this would have happened by now. I would have expected this to happen, right? You know? and, um, and because we're a part of a large church. Um, you know, I've taught in in Bible classes of, you know, the largest church in our country here. Uh, and I've been a part of other large church takeovers where, you know, the pastor's handed over and we've completely transitioned into a new church. Um, and we've seen exponential growth around those sorts of things. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know what, the numbers uh, is only one part of the story. It's only one metric. And I think yeah. if Absolutely. we actually are only measuring the numbers, um, we might be a little bit out with our metrics. Yeah. Um, and yet, you know, the things that I really appreciate is when the light comes on in people's lives that they actually mm. get. Oh, right. That's, that's what I like to look for. And even um, if it's just one for the sake of one, you know, and that's the irony of, of the message of mainstream church is that, you know, we'll do it all for the sake of one, but yeah. how many ones can we get in the room at the same time? <laughs> <You> <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and, right. uh, yeah, so for me, managing me has probably been my biggest journey, uh, and um, and obviously navigating the 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 household and the businesses and the church and and allowing people to take their time to breathe, like yes. just learn to breathe. It's not about um, how many breaths, but just take a breath. Yeah, that's what we. I like that. Yeah, we can get in a rush. We get in a rush, and we judge ourselves so harshly, thinking, "Well, I should have done that by now, and I should have done this by now." And maybe you should have, but so what? You know, I I I read a quote just recently, and it said, "Never criticize someone who's continually making progress, no matter how small it is." Yeah, that's so true. And so, and I and I had to take that for myself because. I'm pretty productive. I've produced quite a lot of stuff, but I feel like I have a dozen books to write 
and yeah. four or five courses to develop and more meditations to develop. You know, I'm, I'm constantly yeah. feeling like I need to be working on this and I do, but uh, man, we judge ourselves quite a bit. So, you know, I'm glad yeah. you're learning that lesson early on. Yeah. And I think, um, uh, you know, the more content, you know, with godliness and contentment, you know, mm. so much, I think so much in, in life, we focus on the godliness of people. Um, but actually let's learn to be content as well. Yes. Um, you know, and actually enjoy that. We, we, one of our board members is quite grounded in the, we used to be on staff together uh, of a previous church and, um, and this journey that he's gone through uh, of, Hey, let's actually just be content. It's okay. Yeah. You know, eternity is a long time. <laughs> you know, yeah. We, we want to fit right. it in, you know, a number of months. And it's like, yeah. actually, you know, let's just learn to breathe. Mm. So I'm thinking that I want to ask a question and I may open up a can of worms here and I may completely deteriorate the conversation, but I'm interested to I'm know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we are in a election season. We have an election yeah. coming up in here November here in the States. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, those of us that are not necessary, I mean, obviously we stick to very conservative principles in terms of life and, you know, our sure. constitution preserving our God given rights and it's not given by the state, but from an outside perspective, you guys, you know, <clears throat> I'm always interested to know how people see what's going on. So I'm not, I'm not asking for your best judgment of America, but <laughs> You know, your, your honest perspective of watching what we go through over here. And of course, every nation has its, you know, ups and downs. But, you know, w w what's the general mindset watching what we're going through over here right now? How do, how do you see that? Isn't God judging America, though? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, you know, if you believe the harbinger and that nonsense, <laughs> then yes, of course. But except that, yeah. didn't Jesus take? Yeah. yeah I'm yeah, glad yeah, that's yeah. a joke. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's funny. Um, yeah, look, I mean, obviously, uh, there's a fair bit of uh, mainstream uh, characterization of what the current administration is doing. Mm -hmm. um, ironically, right before we got on the call, I was just scrolling through and someone had actually posted a lot of the things that the current administration had done in its first three and a half accomplished, years. Accomplished, right had accomplished and uh, you know it took me at least a couple of minutes to actually scroll yes, through right. everything that had been done now were you and, aware uh, of those things before you saw that oh uh, no not all of them obviously there's you know um and making it mandatory that uh, all airports have maternity rooms um you know like parental rooms and all that sort of stuff that's mm -hmm. you know, that's a great initiative mm -hmm. um you know i wasn't aware of that but uh just 101 facts of useless information sometimes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but it's that journey of you know even yesterday i saw it and you know how um the mainstream media is really just against uh the current administration yeah. mm -hmm. and you know i you know i believe that um the current administration is doing a lot of good things um mm -hmm. the execution obviously via social media is probably um impeding some of that yeah. um but uh, what's your alternative? <laughs> well, right. I mean, the, 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 so when he was running, you know, there was a big phrase going around anyone but Hillary, you know, at the time. So, <laughs> but yeah, so is, is there a liberal kind of uh, anti-conservative bent in your media as well? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. and um, I mean, certainly towards um, the Trump administration, Mm -hmm. uh you know that's that's loud and clear here in australia uh that um you know whatever needs to happen trump needs to go kind of thing um and it's like you know at the expense of you know society almost you know the man needs to go uh but we've we've had our own similar battles here in australia in terms of you know the i mean so australian politics is completely opposite to um the us politics so when we say left um, it's actually right. So, you know, the, the, the complete liberal uh, nature of the US politics is our labor nature of the politics. And yet our liberals in Australia are actually conservatives. Um, so it's the opposite. Interesting. Yeah. So, but our, our, you know, our, current. yeah, well, our current government is in that liberal. same bend of, is liberal, but it's actually a Republican, if you can sort of, okay. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Conservative are terms yeah, like conservative. Yeah. So conservatives are both in power, obviously in the states and here. Um, and I mean, he never expected to get up. You know, all the polls mm. were against our um, our prime minister, who is actually a Pentecostal tongue preaching, tongue speaking wow. prime minister. Yeah, uh, goes to a Pentecostal church and is unashamed about his faith. Uh, awesome. But you know, and that actually has its own view of yeah. um, criticism yes. as well, as you could probably appreciate. Right. But, you know, there, we've got, you know, I think we're one of the first countries in the world to actually have same-sex marriage, you know, mm. and in, and legalised, I think, we're right behind New Zealand. So mm. there's all sorts of challenges over here with terms of mainstream media portraying the opposite, that it's not as good as if the other party was in. Um, I think that's just the... That's just the right. Thing. Yeah, just that division, the tribal mindset, the party spirit. Yeah. 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 So, well, that wasn't too bad. I'm not. I didn't. I'm not regretting asking that question. <laughs> I tried to be very diplomatic. <laughs> no, good job. You did a good job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, but we're, I, we're, I mean, ultimately, getting to you know, it would be interesting to see what the country would look like in terms of policies and agendas in four more years with the Satan government. How's that sound? Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. You know, I, I just I just remember because I heard my son stomping upstairs and it reminded me that he was back here and I and I realized I totally disregarded your your comment of all my memorabilia. I mean my office yeah, here with yeah. all of my, my stuff here. And You're right. yes, some of this stuff back here is uh my Kenya from Kenya. I'm a, yes. I'm a I'm an elder on uh in the Pocot region. Beautiful. And so I'm a big Star Wars fan. Let's see, where am I? Star Wars over here. These these are some of my original figures from the 70s. Yeah. You've got my wife, but you've lost me. (laughs) I like Star Wars. She likes the whole, uh, you know, Lord of the Rings and Star Wars and all that sort of thing. Yeah. (laughs) I grew up, I was, so Star Wars was huge when I was a kid. And uh, I have probably... 150 characters from the uh, from the 70s and early oh, 80s wow. they're the first series of those things yeah. that came out and so i'm working on kind of getting those set up that's just kind of put together up there but i want to have it a little bit more on display because awesome. because i can you know why not it's just that's sitting right. in a box why in my not? attic why and yeah so of course oh, i've got to yeah. have my american flag over here and, and i have a uh bike as well i ride so there's my helmet i see you've got a bit of a hat collection which is good so it's probably not as big as my hat collection but well you know so that's that's only four and then i've got one two three four five six seven up there and then about four in my closet so i have too many you're a man if you've got a hat Do, do you have a theme to your hats? What what are your what are your hats revolving? Oh, uh, most of my hats have coffee stains on them. Um, <laughs> so that's my general theme. But no, I used to play baseball when I was a junior, and I used okay. to go after the. Um, I used to follow the Atlanta Braves actually. Ah, and, um, nice. And so yeah, so uh, I was a catcher, a representative baseball player. So there was mm. a season there. I was you know I'd have a few baseball caps. Um, but now it's pretty much what everything, whatever will protect myself. Whatever, yeah. So, so back in the 90s, um, when the Braves were really good and won the World Series and made it to yeah. the World Series a couple of other times, I actually got to go to several of those games. My dad yeah, was right. friends with someone who worked for Ted Turner. Okay. And so we had, we, um, you know, so we got to go to some of those games. I was actually at the Toronto game where they hung the Canadian flag upside down. I don't know if you remember yeah, that yeah, far yeah. back, but. <laughs> but we had these tickets one one night this person that I was with my dad had been going to some games he didn't want to go he gave me his tickets and they had this strange um code seating code on the tickets and so we went to the stadium and you know I'm, I'm walking around and upper lower I can't find it and and we walk past this one corridor and I recognize I realize oh there's a uh, let's see a door and it's what's on the ticket and so we knock on the door they open the door i show him the ticket and he's like he goes well come on in there's food over there there's yeah, wine over that. there there's binoculars <laughs> over there and there's a box seat right down there we had box seats for a world series okay. game yeah. it was incredible you know and it turned out it was one of the ted turner employee boxes wow so, 
I have That's to, awesome. I don't get to yeah, share that story that often. So you brought up the Braves. I had to bring that one out. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great story yeah, too. Great yeah. Story. If we ever uh, make it over to, um, I mean, we've got friends that live in uh, Rome, Georgia. Um, yep. And we've okay. got some other guys that are in Atlanta as well. So, yeah. I mean, cause you're in Georgia, right? Yeah, we're in Georgia. We're about 35, 40 minutes South of Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it would, cool. uh, it would certainly be beneficial to, head to that side of the US of A. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've never been to the East Coast. Never been to the East Coast? The West Coast. Oh, the West Coast. Oh, East Coast. Sorry, East Coast, yeah. Um, yeah, we're East yeah, Coast. So I've only been to sort of LA, Tulsa. Sacramento. Um, yeah, Sacramento. Um, got friends okay. in Stockton, in California, so. Okay. Yeah, they've only, we've never holidayed over there. It's always just been ministry related right. over there, so. But yes, the... Um, cool. We'll have to swap trips. You guys <laughs> yeah. can stay here and Sounds we'll like stay there. Yeah. 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 I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure you'd love it. And uh, you guys recently went to Florida for a holiday vacation, didn't you? We did. We are near what we call the Gulf Coast. Yeah. Um, okay. And, you know, it's very unique yeah. in that the sand is white. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, the Gulf Coast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's beautiful. The, the, it's, it's, we, we, it's called the Emerald Coast because if the water's oh. clear, it's kind of got this greenish bluish tint but it's not okay. because it's dirty it's just because it's almost it's, caribbean like yeah uh, so it's some of the prettiest beaches actually in the world and it's yeah. about a four and a half to five hour drive for us and so yeah we like to go to orange beach which is in alabama and then there's destin yeah. in florida you know all along that that uh, coast my dad actually lived over on the east coast in daytona and the, okay. the beaches are much different over there it's mostly yeah. harder and kind of broken up shells and yeah, but the right. uh but the the gulf coast is just absolutely beautiful yeah yeah beautiful. yeah well sunshine coast has the fine sand um okay. we're about five hours to the base of the great barriers uh, the great barrier reef yeah. oh wow um, and i've watched so, so many documentaries of scuba and snorkeling there amazing yeah, yeah. we have turtles in our water in our beach yeah like so oh, um, wow We've got massive turtles. If you get out on a boat and go fishing, which, you know, just a couple of miles off the coast, uh, you'll see humongous big turtles. Like, and whales. Uh, yeah, yeah, whale season, a lot of whales. It's currently whale season, so they're all migrating north. Wow. Moment, so you can actually, you know, take a tour and go and get right up to a whale. So this is actually sort of, September is an amazing time to come and visit. Mm. Um, it's uh, probably on the back end of your summertime. And uh, yep. the... It's not as cold, mind you, it doesn't get cold here. Uh, I think currently our temperature was about 10 degrees Celsius. So that's not cold though. It's, you mm -hmm. know, it's probably sort of um, low 50s, I think, we in have, the US. Yeah, um, I mean, yesterday it was 27 degrees. It's yeah, and this winter. is called winter, right? So 27 um, degrees, which is how much Celsius. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's low 80s, oh, that's, I think. Yeah. The high 70s. So that's about, that's about what it is here right now. A little bit warmer than that. It's starting to dip down from the 90s into oh. the 80s Fahrenheit. Mm -hmm. So, well, yeah. that's, that's, that's winter here. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like, I'll, I'll go out today. <laughs> I mean, we're in the middle of winter and I'll go out, mind you, I've got jeans on today to, to do the coffee run, but it's, um, it's shorts and shirts typically yeah. right. most of the year yeah. around. So. Okay. Well, yeah. I've always wanted to go. I've always, you know, just kind of paid attention down there and, yeah. and looked at some of the terrain. We direct flights from Dallas to Brisbane. Dallas yeah. to Brisbane. Okay. Direct and flights. then from Atlanta. I wonder if there are any direct flights from Atlanta. I would assume so. Um, well, I think Sydney to Dallas is one, is one of the longest routes in the world. Ah. Um, so it's like 17 hours, I think, from Sydney to Dallas. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I've done that route. Uh, but I mean, yeah, Brisbane I mean. To Dallas done, to Brisbane is how far? How long is that uh, one? It's, well, it comes the other way. So it's, it's, a, it's a quicker flight because of just the rotational. Um, but I think it's about 16 hours coming back from, from Dallas. Boy, to that's long. It I've, is a long I've, flight. I've gone to Africa a few times <clears throat> and you have to go through Europe and those two legs are brutal. I, I, yeah. Just, yeah, they are. I don't mind flying, but man, it wears you out. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, the quickest route obviously is, and the most common route is LA to Brisbane. So, okay. um, you know, it's the most common route. That's mm -hmm. or San Fran. I think San Fran to Brisbane as well. So yeah, it'll happen. We'll get yeah. to, uh, We'll, we'll connect definitely. Yeah, absolutely. 
Well, I'm sure you got to go make your coffee run <clears throat> and we're a little bit over an hour. So again, I, I really I appreciate you guys uh, taking That's the time. Thank you. Yeah. Nice to meet you face to face kind of. And, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. all these are all going so well. I've enjoyed, you know, meeting people and I, yeah. I even want to connect you guys with some of the other people that I have yeah, been, uh, met and spoken cool. with and, you know, just kind of see, yeah, that we see align. What, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, right. Align and 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 just see what God does with it. You know, so yeah. I appreciate you taking the time. I think God's doing something really special. I think yeah, so. And um, and certainly in terms of um, you know, a knitting together. You know, I mean, we we listen to we listen to quite a bit of um, <clears throat> uh, Bob and Audrey with Jim's um podcast. Right. Mm -hmm. uh and you know we know that eventually there'll be you know we just can't rush some of these steps but um in the course of time who knows where it'll where it'll all end up yeah, yeah. amen what a powerful testimony that is my goodness Crazy. <laughs> so, uh, that's, that's, that's the act of unconditional love right there oh wow <laughs> well all right so thanks again Thank thanks again all the best to Sarah as well. And uh, yeah, and she, she was going to come in, but uh, she's, she's bit, she was out running around and she was busy, but maybe next time, but here's yeah. what I want to do. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to jump over to Facebook and just see if there's any, any statements or comments over there. And then what I'll do is I'll end that live feed <clears throat> then yeah. and I'll jump back in with you just a second and then we'll wrap it up. So give me just, just another minute here. <clears throat> 